0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Screen Kings podcast. Uh, we're going a little unorthodox today, folks. Um, it's just going to be your old pal Tommy Hyde Betrell Jr. talking to you, just uh, just right there in your ear, just your buddy, your pal. It's not that the uh, other guys didn't want to do a pod. I mean, you know, they're busy. One's at a play. Uh, you know ones you know he's got to be in bed by nine you know you know how it works but uh, it's just been a lot going on lately and I figured uh, it'd be my duty to come to the people and uh, share my opinions you know and uh, you know see what you guys think as well I mean just first off there was a uh, prince uh, passed away just this morning whenever I guess it's the 16th when we're doing this pod uh it was uh offsetting to a lot of people that guy you know he was he was uh you know one, one of the greatest musicians of all time i know uh in that vh1 uh show i watched he got like number seven greatest you know uh mu- musician ever you know over like elvis and a couple others i'm not super familiar with him there's a couple songs i have on my ipod you know Oh, that's archaic, you know. Uh, iPhone, you know, that I listen to from time to time. You know, he's just uh, he—he's got a you know a sound about him. You know, he's—he's he's got his own thing going on. You know, he's kind of Bowie-esque. He's just you know, which is weird. All these celebrities dying. You know, you almost you almost think twice about it. What's going on? You know. But uh, the Batman soundtrack, I guess, is where I'm most familiar with them. And I, I, I thought every bit of it was great. I know a lot of people come out and it's like, yeah, the original Batman was good, but uh, you know they had to you know shoehorn that Prince track in there, you know, just to you know, reach different audiences. I thought it fit well. I liked it. You know, all the songs were fun and well placed, especially when Joker's going in there to the that art gallery and just messing up all those paintings, you know, where you got a, I think it was a a kiss or something in the background, you know, whatever song he did was in there, but yeah, it was, it's just tough, you know, all all of our, you know, idols are being picked off one by one, it really makes you think twice about that island, you know, that they're all supposedly going to, I don't want to get too conspiracy theory oriented here on the Screen Kings podcast, but I do feel like it. Uh, there's a place for it, you know. Um, you know, you got Bowie, and you know, you got Michael Jackson, and Prince, and they're all going out on the top. It makes you think. You know, if I was one of those guys, you know, I, I, the, you know, the fact that I could, you know, pay somebody money to make it look like I died, and then I'd get to spend the rest of my life in uh, obscurity and uh, you know, alone out of the press's eye. I'd probably go for it, let's be honest, who wouldn't, you know? And not only that, you actually get to see what the reaction for people is when you pass away. I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, you know, he did do this, I'm just, you know, I guess having a little bit of fun in this dark time, you know, bringing some, maybe some light to the people. I'm like the Prometheus of podcasting, that's what I'm going to go with, I like that one. But, uh. yeah, it's just like, uh you know, you get to see all, like, uh you know, the outcry, you know, like, because everybody thinks, everybody thinks, you know, what are people going to think of me when I die? I'm sure Prince thought that, even if he is just, you know, dead in the ground or whatever. I'm sure, like I said, they all have enough money to pull off, uh, you know, a caper, a ruse, you know, like this, but uh, I'd want to, you know, I'd be on, uh, you know, social media seeing what everybody thought, you know, all the who were my real friends? You know, he, he's probably got a couple guys that was like, ah, he was a douchebag the whole time I knew him. This, he'll be like, oh, I knew, I, I know you now. You know, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's always you know hard to see. I mean, at least you know a good thing about these these guys is they they have a whole archive of music you can go back and explore. It's a shame that you know it, it takes you know them you know passing too. Have a lot of people, a different generation, go back and appreciate their works. You know, I know the same with Michael Jackson. I was in like 11th grade when he died, and just all my friends, half of them didn't even know his name. Were like, "Oh yeah, I just listened to this new track." You just go dip Facebook, dip But you know, I guess it's it's bittersweet because you know they also get to enjoy it just like you know people did when it came out. You know what I mean? So. That's good, but yeah, he will be missed. I know uh, a lot of people say he was he was an odd dude, you know, just in person. You know, I don't know if he was a great philanthropist, you know, but you know his music meant a lot to people. Um, but uh, like uh, the yeah, guy um, like I heard some stories where like he'd like be backstage and ask for like the weirdest things of his people like on tuesday i need a purple camel with you know uh a bathtub filled with marmalade and they'd be like prince we can't we can't do that he's just like i'm through with you i'm done you know and move on and he's just, just a strange dude just you know trapped inside his own mind but also freer than any of us let's be honest but yeah i mean what else can you say about prince you know he'll be missed um I guess I challenge you guys to go back and listen to some of his old songs. Purple Rain is, is a masterpiece, let's be honest. I listen to that song all the time. It's like I'm falling asleep. You know, I know it sounds kind of fruity, but it's very relaxing. You know, go back and listen to Purple Rain and remember what this guy did and, you know, just what a mark he left. You know what I mean? But uh, what else has been going on lately? Uh, I heard... Um, That they're going to bring a Krypton show to uh, sci-fi. You know, I guess we're going back before Smallville. They did Smallville, right? So we know Superman growing up. But what happened, you know, I guess Jarrell and Laura L, you know, maybe in the last minutes of the planet and just do a series on it. It sounds kind of interesting to me. I was kind of reluctant when they said it was on sci-fi. I guess maybe I'm not a big sci-fi, you know, Fan, I'm sure it's got its following. You know, I watched it when I was younger. They had a lot of weird movies and stuff on there, but a lot of their shows that I watch, and a lot of especially their uh, you know uh, sci-fi original movies, um, most of them are just downright laughable. Like that's where Sharknado and all that stuff. You got sci-fi to thank for all that business. Even though it brings a lot of joy to people, and I don't want to put down people that like Sharknado. I'm just saying, you know, it's. mm quality is not their uh their number one and i imagine a krypton show like you got to go to a whole nother planet you know you got to set up a whole nother universe which to a you know producer is money 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 it's going to be expensive and they just don't seem like they're the kind of network that'll shell out you know all this money for this show that's just how i feel about it personally but you know it's uh, there's a lot of good you know content for them to go to you know to make this show, you know, they got all the tools ready, it's just, you know, I wouldn't have minded maybe the CW or, you know, you know one of those shows, you know, the, sh- the channel that does, uh, what, is it, what is it, Arrow, you know, maybe one of those, that'd be, that would be preferred, but, you know, I'm we'll give sci-fi a chance, and if it's garbage, it's garbage, if it ain't it ain't, can we be, re- re- you know, redone, so, you know, I don't want to fret on that, but, but you folks know what I mean. I mean, they. I love sci fi, but have you seen the movie Abominable? Go watch it. And then tell me who you think you want to make your Superman show. But, um. Um. I know not too long ago it was the, uh. 40th anniversary of the movie Taxi Driver. Um. Or, or Taxi. Yeah. Or Taxi Driver. The one with, uh. You know, Robert. Um. Robert, uh, why am I blanking all these blank on the podcast, you know. And the girl from, from Silence of the Lambs, them too, you know. Um, but uh, just one of my favorite movies, I'll be honest with you. Our other guy, Crazy Charlie on the pot. He, he hates that movie for some reason. I mean, you can see this guy, Robert De Niro, you know, young man. You, you don't recognize him. I mean, if... You know Robert De Niro, the guy, you know, the mobster with the deep voice. He plays kind of like a schizophrenic type creepo in this movie in the 70s. And the 70s has some of the best movies of all time. Just so much creative freedom then for, you know, film in general. But this is right up there with, say, you know, Rocky and, and The Godfather, you know, just all came at such a, you know, a wild point in history, you know, just just, you know creative expansion for film but uh you know give that one a watch it was on netflix i don't know if it is now still but it it was for a while and if not you know it's it's one that's worth you know going out and buying you know on dvd just to have what you if you're a movie fan it's you know you you like you know a a film fan it's one you gotta have in your collection all the performances are great i'm sure most of you have seen it you know It's an old movie, and it's pretty popular, but just in case you haven't, if you're going to call yourself a real uh, fan of film, give this one a watch. It is interesting, just, you know, Jodie Foster is a young girl that's confused, and you know, in this world, and everybody's just trying to survive, and this guy has a, you know, he he feels like he's an ant among, you know, millions of ants, you know, a, a struggle we all have, and he feels like maybe if i go on this righteous journey and do this great thing you know i can rise above in some way you know i don't know if that's a good way to interpret it i guess that's kind of how i interpret it but you know it's got a lot going for it and uh you know 40th anniversary definitely check that one out um what else has been going on lately uh, oh yeah did uh did anybody see that Walking Dead season finale? I'm sure by the time this pod comes out, it'll be talked to death, but maybe I can bring you something new to it. I mean, it's, uh, let's just say, uh, predominantly negatively viewed to, uh, to be nice about it, I guess. But, um, uh, it was... Let's compare it to finales in the past of Walking Dead. It's definitely, you know, the least um, the least uh, impressive. We'll go with that one. Um, it was, uh, you know, what my buddy Josiah says, you know, the guy who usually does a sound on this. Also, if the sound sounds terrible, it's because he's not here. I'm doing it, and I don't know how to work this machine. But anyways, Walking Dead finale. It was, it was tough to sit through you know it's just the whole time okay they drive up there's there's roadblock right you know the 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 saviors or whatever they call it they can't get through okay let's turn around and go a different way commercial they come back roadblock what we gonna do rick you know uh, roadblock you know turn around go a different way commercial you know and this repeats but, uh, you know, and they had some sad thing where, uh, old dude, uh, Eugene was supposed to like, be like this, uh, you know, commando, he's trying to, well, not commando, but he's like the savior that's, he's gonna make this big sacrifice and take the van, get the saviors off the trail while they get, uh, you know, Maggie, who who's in labor, I think, I think that's what it was, or, or somebody's hurt, something like that, um. Uh, you know, and help them while he takes, you know, the the RV and leads the saviors off their path. Very noble, but, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden they all get, you know, they find out walking through the woods, they walked right into the, you know, the wolf's den, kind of like the movie The Grey, but, uh, you know, and then you're like, uh, well, you know, uh, what? at least now we're to a point where some stuff is going to go down, right? This whole, you know, episode's kind of been a waste, but now we can really get some uh, satisfaction in our our walking dead, you know, uh, until next season, which is going to be, you know, a pretty long time away. We want to be satisfied as viewers. But, uh, of course, you see Eugene there, and he's been captured immediately, and he probably told them all where they were immediately and, you know, he peed his pants, you know, it's just written as his character. I do like that character more than most, but... Uh, you know, I'd I'd be uh I'd be kind of confused if that's not how it went down. But anyways, you know, Eugene um gets captured, they're all captured, and we finally, after, you know, a season and a half of waiting, see this Negan character we've all been super excited to see, and he comes out and he's looking good, it's that and Thomas Wayne from the Batman movie he's stocked out in his, his leather jacket he's got it all together you know he's got his uh Bob wire baseball bat that he named something you know he's he, he looks the part you know the I, guess, I think his name's Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing him um he's just got a way about him he's just controlling all that space he's in he got a very ominous feel he was the best part of this season finale in my opinion but uh, you know, and then they have Trevor from uh, uh, GTA come out before that. That was pretty wild. And he, he, if they were going for you know a crazy redneck, you know he's got the uh, he's got the pedigree for sure. You know he's got the resume. You know I'm sure they they were excited to get him on because he you know look look at if you played GTA, you know what I'm talking about. This guy's a madman. But he, I guess he's kind of like his hype man. He's like and here he is. You know get ready for this guy. You know. But uh, he comes out. He's looking bad. And, you know, he does this thing. I'm, you all you guys know. He spoilers ahead. You know, skip. You know, a couple minutes if you don't want to hear it. But uh, you know, he he's walking around with his baseball bat. And he says he's gonna select one to kill. And you know, any main and It's ominous. and it's building tension. You know, something you want to see in a show. But then you, you know baseball bat comes down you see this crappy effect where apparently it's blood or something it, it kind of looked like something from like a you know that old house of the dead game when he got shot or james bond and you know the blood comes down and you just you, the camera falls over it was just pathetic but uh, it's also it's not only that that it looked bad but it's kind of a slap in the face of the fans because you know good and well they didn't know who they was going to kill and they, we ain't got the time, we don't know what we're going to do, this guy, that, this guy that they brought on to write it lately, I don't like him, you know, he he's on the talking dead from time to time, and he just seems like a, eh, you know, one of the, I mean, he seems like a nice dude, but is he cut out, it, does he have the resume for this kind of job, you know, and should he be writing this series that you know, all these people love, you know, they had in the first season, you know, and couple of the others I, I liked it all the way but uh, around time they killed off the governor for sure then I you know they got that whole hospital thing with the girl what was her name the one that died it, it, it all kind of you know just it, it didn't excite me like it used to you know they had a for their first episode they had Frank Darabont directing and it was beautiful you know that first episode will draw you into the series no matter who you are you know that's what I always said you know and they had he's a guy if you don't know who did uh what uh he did the uh the Shawshank Redemption you know he, he he's got a pedigree behind him he knows filmmaking he knows how to lure an audience but he was the director and uh I mean that's what hurts me so much about this show is because I would I was like the first person in my clan, you could say, to really, you know, take an interest in The Walking Dead, you know. I watched, you know, the first se- season, it was it was around when they were about to start season two is when I got into it. I told all my friends, I was like, you got to see this show, this is amazing, you know, they got a marathon on AMC, go watch it, you know, and, uh, you know, I eat. Even my mother and my sister, which, you know, their life expands to uh, Young and the Restless and, you know, uh, anything with, uh, you know, uh, Neil Sparks writing or whatever his name is, you know what I'm talking about, you know, just, you know, crap. But, you know, they took one look in like, oh, it's a zombie show. It's stupid. I was like, no, you watch this. This has got character and dynamic. This is amazing show. And I said, you just got to watch the first episode just the very first episode and if you can you know if you get through that and you don't want to watch anymore i'll never bug you about it again i was like okay i'll get them off my back i'll watch the episode they did it and you know they're still watching it today when i you know i didn't even you know i i, I watched uh you know like three episodes of this season like uh the last three that played a couple of the other ones and it's just you know it's getting fetched, it's just getting out there you know but you know i I really do believe it can, you know, get back to its original luster, you know, they just, you know, everybody loves zombie killing and, you know, and, uh, no more episodes that just focus on one character. Let's just, let's just try that easy one, you know, just a filler episodes, that's all they are, and we all know that's what they are, and I don't know who they're trying to fool, doing a whole episode on, a, you know, what's his name, the guy from season one who came back, that's all good with the stick, Morgan, that's his name, and, you know, a whole episode on Eugene. Okay, maybe that one. That one not be cool. You know, just... But, uh, no, they did do something like that with him and uh, how him and uh, Abraham met. But, you know, I'm rambling at this point. Anyways, season finale was below par, and it's turned a lot of people off to, you know, say, I'm not going to watch this show anymore. And I guess that's understandable to a degree. I'll probably still follow it. I don't follow that fear of The Walking Dead at all. I just... I watched... Every episode of the first season, except for the last, um, the season finale. Because I just, I don't know, it just didn't suck me in like like some shows do. I was like, the season's finale's next week. Do I care? Eh, no, not really. I mean, I don't, I don't think the lead actress, uh, you know... The woman who played the lead whore on The Walking Dead, or not Walking Dead, but uh, Sons of Anarchy. I don't like her. I don't like her face. I don't like nothing about her. She's a great actress and everything, but uh, she's just not a likable character. Nobody in the show is likable. They're all whiny, spoiled L.A. brats, is what they are. You know, that's what they. That's where they're at. You know, I suppose that's you know accurate, but eh, just just not the kind of show for me. I guess. I'm sure a lot of people love it. That's great i'm glad you know it's there for them it's just not one i'd follow but you know uh, what was i saying the walking dead uh season finale I'll, I'll probably continue to watch more episodes but you know hoping that it gets back to what it used to be and i don't know how they could pull that off i couldn't do it i couldn't save them at this point no, i don't know who could but uh i'm pulling for them you know i got their back because you know i'm an og walking dead fan you know before it got all crazy and whatnot but before all this, I mean, one of the show has a whole other show just talking about the show. It's insanity. I know. You just you know, I know we lose perspective of, of that, but just it's it was just a phenomenon, and you know, they'll never stop making seasons with how you know popular it is. So, just get some some talent in there. Get some pedigree. You know, get bring in like some Game of Thrones uh, writing. You know, they they ain't afraid to kill nobody. Look at them fools over there. I mean. Even in their season finale, they're scared to kill one main character. Kill Glenn. Kill Daryl. You know, just make sure it's not, you know, make sure it's necessary and it's right for the time. Not, you know, shoehorn. Just, you know, have a death, you know. I I think as many characters as as they've killed in uh, Game of Thrones, they've all been appropriate. And they've all been well-timed. And they've all been shocking. Like, you didn't see it coming. Like, oh, that's a great show anyways, but if you get that hbl now and watch it you know season six coming up i heard it's going to be great uh i'm actually trying to stay away from any kind of spoilers you know just to you know take it all in and just you know roll around in it and just love it for what it is you know but uh excited for that coming up as well but uh um what else is in the news the uh suicide squad you folks seen that you know uh the whole debacle about whether david ayer they they said they're coming in and they're redoing the script not redoing it but you know doing some reshoots and adding in more humor that's what i heard at first and i that really scared me because i'm like uh, that, that means they're kind of prodding into this guy's product that i really respect david ayer's a great director fury go watch it uh that, that other one with jake gyllenhaal josiah says it's good you know take his word for it you know um but uh he you know he had this story set up and i think he knew about what what he wanted in there and uh you know i kind of felt like what i heard at first was the studio coming in and saying no it's not good enough look at deadpool deadpool did amazing it's got all these extra jokes in it and you're gonna put that in there too a we're gonna bring in some you know comedians and you know rustle around and you know dig our big mitts into your movie is kind of how I felt about it but recently you know he's come out with con comments that you know relieved my uh hysteria that you know the, the studio came to him and said you know if you want to add some stuff into your movie great and he's like you know of course you know I'd always be willing to add stuff hopefully uh you know Maybe it's the result of how popular Batman was in the new Batman v Superman. Maybe he's gonna add in some stuff with Batman. Wouldn't that be great now? I could do all day with that, you know, just all bat. All bat. But uh speaking of that, uh it has been officially announced. We've all known for a while, let's be honest, but officially announced that um old Ben is getting his own standalone Batman movie and ooh. Oh, that that just feels so good. I mean, this is a guy who is a great storyteller. We've seen that in his directing, you know, Argo and you know that other movie. He had he's a brilliant Batman. Anybody that there's not a soul out there that didn't watch Batman v Superman is like, okay, he's the best part about the film, and we all crapped on him months ago. I was, you know, there by a side from the beginning. We'll just put that out there, but um. Now, everybody's on the Affleck train, and we know he knows this character. You know, he's he's loved comic books his whole life. When he played Daredevil, he was his only concern was, Will this affect me getting to play Batman in the future? Um, he's a good looking dude, uh, he's got a great team behind him, and uh, you know, Warner Brothers is just willing to give it all to this guy because we know what happened with poor old Batman be Superman. It wasn't, oh, how do we say it? It wasn't, uh, what people—it uh, didn't meet expectations, which is a shame because you, I can—we all kind of knew it from, just from seeing trailers what it was going to be. But you know, the drop off—did did anybody else see that drop off? It was like 140 million the first week, and like 60, 50 the next week. It's baffling. Just you know, just. Like who can make it if this if this movie can't make it with all the all the strength it had behind it. I, I I saw a petition saying they need to kick Zack Snyder off and bring somebody else in. Would I sign that petition, folks? I'd put some real thought into it. But uh I d I don't know if I can make that uh make that lead. You know, he's he's trying to set it up almost. You know, he's already, you know, uh bastardized the, uh, death of Superman story, and he kind of did the same thing with the Dark Knight Returns, which makes my soul bleed, folks. But, uh, you know, it shoehorned a lot of stuff into that movie. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, maybe they come out with the, uh, they say that just recently that the original cut was four hours. I'd love to see that. Maybe, uh, maybe stuff will actually make sense. Like, uh, why did, um, Luthor unleashed this monster without any plan B to you know did he did he plant a bomb in his heart that way when it killed Superman it would annihilate the planet along with him and you can't say I thought maybe when like spoilers spoilers he slashes his hand and like the blood goes into you know doomsday maybe it made that a part of him you know that way it would you know it wouldn't hurt him you know like I was just thinking of anything that you know could make this make sense but You know, uh, like, uh, you see the first thing Doomsday does is immediately try to attack Luthor. So, we know that's out the window. So, you know, hopefully that makes a little more sense. Just a lot of things in the movie, you know. And apparently it's supposed to be a lot harsher. You know, it's going to be an R rating. The three-hour one, the four-hour one, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure, you know. Maybe they'll release that, too. Fingers crossed, you know. I just want want to see more. I just want to know what his vision was, because this can't be his vision, right, Zack Snyder? I mean, if this was what he, you know, had in his head from the start, yeah, I'd definitely sign that petition in a heartbeat. But I almost feel like just from time, and, you know, he's he's a creative guy. He's very visually creative. I mean, that's all that movie was, was just a visual, you know... uh, you know, it just uh, just colorful. I mean, uh, what's a good way to describe it? It looks like, uh, you know, Dr. Seuss nutted, you know, just like, just that's all the colors and just all the weird shapes you'd see. I know it's kind of a, you know, uh, not, it's not a very PC way to say it, but uh, and this just kind of how I felt about it. Just a just a splash of old Seuss goo. Let that one rattle around, folks. But, uh, yeah, I mean. And this this hurts me more than anybody because nobody out there is a bigger Batman fan than me. Like maybe you can be at the same level, which is, like, infinite. We can both be infinite, but just to see, like, where this, you know, um, franchise is going. I don't like it at this point, but, you know, they bring in Ben, and he makes, like, a bad, maybe he does the killing joke. Maybe he does, it, you know, a long Halloween. Whatever he wants to do, let him do. I got full faith in that guy that he'll make a brilliant movie that will hopefully make the audiences, um, you know, and, and you know, the regular, the normies, you know, the people that ain't, you know, big super, you know, hero comic book nerds appreciate this character for who he is, and this movie did a lot of that, and I really appreciate it for doing what it did, but to show, you know, that he could take down this Kryptonian, you know, this, this unstoppable force, you know, with this, his sheer will and you know his his ingenuity and his you know, his intelligence you know just he can overcome any obstacle because that, that's what's written in the Batman character but uh, you know I'm, I'm not willing to throw Zack out now but he ain't got too many more uh, chances you know you know what I mean but like I said you know I did hear that uh, Ben is uh, apparently he has a script written and you know everybody's seen it at Warner Brothers, and they all think it's a really neat story. And I don't know if he just sat down and wrote a script. I don't know how any of that garbage works. But uh, you know, if they're gonna back him with the you know whatever he's got written, great, great. Let's greenlight it. Let's get it. You know, let's get it going. And you know, let's really do this character the justice he deserves. You know, which I don't think Batman be Superman. You know, I did, but. I know for a fact that Snyder's intentions were great, but uh, it just kind of came out as a mess, you know. But uh, uh was there anything else going on? Rogue One, the trailer, I know that's been analyzed. You know, you get those Star Wars fans all hyped up. You give them anything. You know, after 30 years of Blue Balls, you know they'll just take anything they can get and just shred it and just dissect it. And oh, did you see this at a minute 32? You can see clearly where Hanthugal. Yeah. You know all that stuff. Great. You know, but uh, as far as a trailer goes, I thought it was you know pretty solid. I mean, it really didn't tell you a lot, which none of the you know ones for Force Awakens told you anything either. It just shows a lot of Star Warsy stuff and. There's Star Warsy characters, and there's a big bad guy with a big white you know coat, and there's a female lead who's you know got it together. She's not like a you know Ray wasn't ditzy, but you know she you know this one looks battle battle worn. You know she's been through it. She's tactical. She knows what she's doing. You know she's getting into trouble apparently, and she doesn't care. You know as long as the job's getting done, she's you know f- you know full steam ahead. You know she looks pretty bad. You know. And I know some people are out there whining about, you know, you know Disney going with too many female lead protagonists. Well, I mean, you, know, you stop and think, Disney of all people has got some, you know, uh, ground to make up for in that department. Let's think back to every Disney princess needing a Prince Charming. You know what I'm saying, folks, just somebody to come and save them, you know. Uh, Jasmine and Ariel and you know all the and it, none of the guys ever like the girl for the personality let's be honest none of those you know princesses going like well she, you know she's really intelligent I like her she's a she's funny you know Ariel she came up and she told me a joke and it was just great it's all you know dang I'm like the that fish right now oh my god we gotta get her some legs you know so you know I'll give it to him on these ones you know Um, and plus, you know, like I said, she looked pretty cool, you know, and they got Forrest Whitaker coming in there, and he looks like some kind of old battle-worn, you know, a rebel that's been through it, you know, that's only speculation, he could be like a, you know, bounty hunter that's, you know, seen some stuff, you know what I mean, you know, he's been through it, you know, so I'm excited to see that, um. And bringing him in is only bringing in talent. And, you know, it's never a bad idea to bring in talent. This guy's got the pedigree. He's an actor's actor, as they say, you know. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see him. What else is uh, what else was in that trailer? Uh, you know, I guess it was cool to, you know, like, uh, it really took you back to the first film that we all loved. You know, just certain scenes you see. That you could tell from you know a new hope like, oh look that 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 uh, droid's the same one from uh, you know and you, you know how you know all that stuff. It was cool to you know see the old scenery, the old base on uh, whatever the planet is called, whatever they were on. Uh, you know that's been one of them. But uh, just a interesting film overall. It looks like it's gonna be a little, it's it's gonna be more gritty, you know. Like, that one scene, like, looks straight up out of, like, Saving Private Ryan, you know. You see a little R2 unit, you know, going over and picking up the arm of a, of, like, C-3PO and carrying around and, you know, just, like, you know. It it looked cool, you know. War movie, like, real gritty, you know. It's going to be, like, the real deal Star Wars, you know. Like, uh, I mean, the movie is called Star Wars is what they say, so, you know, if, you know. You got Nazis, you know, just take, you know, content from, you know, what we as human beings perceive as to be war, you know, and apparently that would be war, you know, on other, you know, across uh, the universe. So, you know, interesting. And, um, I thought when I listened to it the first time, I heard Vader's voice, you know, or his, you know, him breathing at the end, and I don't know if it was subliminal. I watched that, and I told my buddy Josiah, and he said, He's watched it like 15 times and hasn't heard it, but he's been seeing people online say that, uh, you know, they hear it, you know, maybe it's some kind of subliminal messaging, you know, only like a certain people with frequency can hear it. You know how they get into all this stuff, you know, but, you know, like... uh like the you remember the stupid dress that was on everybody's nerves. Some people were seeing blue and black, and some people were seeing gold and white. Maybe it's something like that. You know, only certain people that have a certain capacity for hearing can hear. You know, the breathing. Whether that's true or not, it probably ain't. It's probably just you know the conspiracy theory part of my mind talking as it does a lot. You know, whispering to me in my sleep and you know when I'm uh, you know watching the neighbors. Uh, you know, just you know, whenever it comes into play. You know. Um I'm crazy. Just uh just uh you know, bear with me here, folks. But you know what I mean. Like uh overall it looked like an an interesting movie and I'm excited to see it. Um again, it didn't tell us much, but uh like I said, you got that Tarkin looking I, get, I guess he was like a dude in like a like a white uh, you know, officer's uniform. You know, he walks on the battlefield, he's like, Okay, that guy's in charge. He, maybe he's like a new Tarkin-type character, you know, from the first one. Uh, that'd be interesting to see. Just, uh, you know, maybe he's above Tarkin in this, because this is before A New Hope, so he could be in that, you know, vicinity, that rank. Um, and let's be honest, Vader is uh, what everybody's most excited for. We want to see Darth Vader again on the big screen. We don't want to see him in a cartoon or a video game. That's great, but on the big screen, just in his, in his day, you know what I mean, in his day, you know, uh, like going around and just slaughtering entire villages of rebels, you know, go Lord Vader, destroy the rebels, you know, and uh, a lot of people say they saw him, you know, in that one part, like a, like a a robe, I would assume that would be Palpatine, not Vader, I mean, which one of them genuinely wears a robe, and you can see Palpatine's guys in the background, It'd be cool to see him again. I wouldn't even mind the original guy that played him. Just hi, our editor uh, hates Palpatine, but uh, I've always found him to be a fun character. Just how he talks, and you know, just uh, you know, how he's always got to figure it out, and he's always kind of chill. You know, he's never uh, he never really seems that worried about anything. He's like, yes, yeah, good, everything is good. You know, but that would be cool to see him back on the big screen as well. But uh, you know, just just have Vader come in there and force choke a couple people, throw his lightsaber through some people, and we'll all be happy, right? You know, I'll you know pay twenty bucks to see that. I'll throw my shekels out there, and of course you'll bring in some of the you know the old Star Wars fans that liked it, and you know they'll come back if they know. But, I mean that's all you gotta say. That I mean the poster could literally just be Vader. Um, the trailer just could have you know, Ben Vader, you know, just on the screen, it's like, I'm, I'm going to be in this movie, oh, you know, and that could have been in of it, and, and you know, you're going to sell out, easy, you know, that's all they could have showed, because he's, you know, so, you know, grinded into pop culture, it's like the villain's villain, you know, leader, uh, totalitarian type, uh, you know, uh, megalomaniac, dark, vicious, powerful, he's what you want to see in a villain, you know, but, uh, you know, that'll be exciting to see. Um, hopefully in trailers they will, you know, they'd be stupid not to, right? You got this, you know, A, you know, class A character. And, you know, you're not going to show them in any of the trailers, just a couple cameos in the film. They'd be, I mean, how many more of these anthology, quote unquote, films are they going to do where they can introduce him, you know, Um. you know. Some of the other ones sound like they're going to be in different, you know, quadrants, maybe a Han Solo one. Would he ever even come into contact with Vader? Doubtful. Uh, Boba Fett. Maybe if they did an anthology at him, you know, Vader hires him. Other than that, you know, they can show him on the battlefield in this film, taking out hundreds of rebels with just, you know, flick of his wrist. Wouldn't that be awesome? You know, that's how they'll get my money. But, uh, you know, uh... Other than that, like I said, just just a great. Does it does it worry anybody to think that in twenty thirty one Jared Fogle will be out of prison? Does that does that unsettle anyone like it does me? Mm-hmm. Sad thought, anyways. Um, other than that, uh, not too much has been going on. Uh, I think we pretty much covered everything. Um, Prince, uh, you know. Uh, Rogue One, you know all of the above. Um, I'm rambling at this point. I just the only other thing I want to talk about is, uh, you know, the f- when I first saw The Force Awakens, it was perfect film. In my mind, I was like, that was great. Everything was great, and it just shows as time goes on. You just start to pick apart stuff, and that's that's just such an ugly thing. I just hate that. But I mean, I wanted to see what you guys thought. I mean, I, th- I feel like. The only goof ups they had in the Force Awakens were like, uh, mm. if like they had Captain Phasma, you know, more in the movie just the marketing on her, how they pushed her down our throats. You know, everybody had to get the, the black series figures and, you know, she's in the movie for like ten seconds and, you know half of it, you know, is just embarrassing, you know, how easy she is to take down. I feel like if they had her in that fight against Finn, I feel like she would know how to use a you know a lightsaber because they got Gwendolyn Christie, you know, Game of Thrones, babe. She knows how to use a sword, and, you know, and they could have went at it um, and then maybe have, you know, Chewie, you know, take her down. You know, she's got awesome armor on, so, you know, it'd probably take a lot to, you know, break through that, but just incapacitate her and later on, you know, maybe when... Finn's running his mouth, trying to get her to take the shields down. Spoilers. Um, like, uh, maybe she, like, punches him in the mouth and, you know, bloodies him while he's running his mouth, and then that's when Chewie, like, you know, puts her on the ground. It was almost kind of campy, you know. Do they have a garbage chute? You know, let's see. You he know, just, you know, shakes his head up and down. I, I mean, just making her look like, like she's nobody. This could be a real ominous character. I mean, this I mean, she's got the look. And like I said, Gwendolyn Christie's behind her. So, you know, she's got the, you know, the skills to, you know, be an awesome, like, uh, not a force user, but just know how to use a lightsaber and just like, you know, like maybe like uh, old Confederate soldiers, you know, how they, the general would always, you know, carry a sword around. Could be something like that, you know. Confederates were evil, you know, empire. It works. It works, you know. But uh, other than that, how they blew up, uh, you know the the Death Star, quote unquote again. Uh, I feel like maybe they could have had that base in all three movies, and this movie was just about taking that big weapon offline. And you know, the sheer size they show it is does not, you know, match up. You know, I'm gonna, I don't want to get, you know hate too much on these are all peeves i love this movie i loved it more than batman v superman again that makes my heart bleed to say because i'm a die hard batman fan casual star wars fan but this was a better movie but just how you know some of the uh it didn't match up like this thing how big it would be if the death star is the size of a planet and they showed how big it was like the thing they were trying to take out would be like the size of three planets, and it just showed them flying over it like real quickly. Like it didn't. The uh, like the scale was was weird. It was different. They could have had, like I said, they could have like made it to where they take the weapon offline so everybody lives, and this is like the base for all three movies. You know, like uh, you know, or or just take it offline and it's it's no good. Just just to blow it up, just you know, it was it really nailed down that this is just, you know, a reflection of of a new hope, which is cool. It's all cool. It's great. That's just, you know, some things that were rattling around in my head at work. Like, I was just thinking, of what in this movie was bad, you know? And again, when I saw it, none of that even came to mind. Maybe the Phasma thing, I was like, eh, she wasn't in a lot, was she? But wow, that was just an experience, wasn't it? It was great. But, uh, I guess that's all I got to ramble on. Uh, About folks, you know, I I apologize, you know, it's just my nature to love to jabber, that's why I I do a pod, you know, to, you know, put it out there to you people and get your reaction, bring out emotion in you, you know, see, see how you feel about certain subjects or certain storylines, you know, we're all the screen kings, the screen is the king, it it controls us, you know, Uh, what's the word, Uh, you know, uh, know, uh, teaches us, you know, it it runs things, it's the real king around here, but um, before I slip into complete madness, I will let you guys go, and uh, hopefully, if this hasn't turned you off to this pod completely, you'll join us next week, so uh, I guess I'll either see you or won't see you then.